Good to see you all. I'm going to get rid of this. Because, you know, I'm getting a little old now. Got to have a little cooler. It is so good to be back. Yeah. 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 But, uh, one Sunday, uh, I needed someone to come in. One Sunday, I was threatened not to do it. <laughs> and the other one, we had planned for Sister Gwen to do it, and she did a great job. Yeah. Someone uh, put on, called her and told her that the rest of some of the ministers that speak, you're going to have to go back to school, the way she talked. <laughs> I said, okay, am I safe? One of the things that I want you to get this, this is a very important lesson for you and for, for others. I teach people all the time is God uses his people that want to be usable. You see, you know, and so at their, when you are born again, born again, you don't have to pray, God use me. Because you're born again. He's going to use you if you allow him to do that. And one of the things that I want to talk about today that's very important is Jesus was talking to the fellas and he knew that his time was short. Now, I ain't, I ain't talking about Jesus, I mean, his time was short, right? And he, he was around them all the time and as long as he was with them, they felt comfortable because when situations came up, then he would talk to them and he would comfort them. And so, and, and that is a very important thing for all of us to understand, okay? Jesus was with the guys, and they were, they were good. And everything was good because he was there, and they were comforted by him. But then he said, but I'm going to go to the Father, and he's going to give you another comforter, and that he may abide in you. And said, listen, he said, I'm going to give you Another, the Father's going to give you another comforter. Y'all need to get this. And he will buy where? Because Jesus was with them. Right? But he was getting ready to leave. And he knew when he was getting ready to leave, there's going to need somebody in them. And so if we are born again and we're new creatures in Christ, then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is where? In us. And so that, and he's, he's our comforter. Okay, and a comforter is? A state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. That's what, a, what, what you, the word comfort is. Okay, you understand that? Stay with me, stay with me. And a lot of pain, we've been learning in classes, most of the pain that's going on in the United States of America is emotional. Yeah, right now, it's not a physical thing, it's an emotional thing, because they can give you pain medication if you take it, right? But they can't, that emotional pain is an incredible thing, okay? Comfort is also a consolation in time of trouble or worry. So uh, a comfort, to, comfort means to, to be comfort and consolation in time of trouble or worry. That's what comfort is, okay? Keep going with me. And also the alleviation or ease of a person's feelings of grief or distress. Oh, I remember that. Keep staying with me. It's, it's, it's the ease of a person's feelings, grief, or Distress. That's what comfort is, okay? 
and it says to give strength and to give hope. That's what the word comfort means, okay? And does the, does the Holy Spirit do that for you? Yes. No. <laughs> I just got through telling y'all <laughs> that the Holy Spirit's where? So now who's the comforter? You are. He comforts other people through you, right? So people don't have to get, sometimes, listen to what I'm saying, is, is, is a comforter. Now, comforter, one who strengthens and supports the mind in distress or danger. That's what a comforter is. Do you, are you with me? So who can do that for me? Sister Gwen can do that for me. Karen, there are people that God has put here that's got the Holy Spirit in them that know how to comfort somebody. Do you understand? It's just like, see, uh, a lot of people don't, they say the wrong things, all right? Let me tell you about what happened to me. Now, I'm talking about God will send people to you that have the Holy Spirit in them that they will be able to comfort you, all right? You see, there's no man in here that can comfort a woman having a baby. It's going to take somebody who's had a baby to comfort them, right? We can support and cheer. Go hang in there. But, but it ain't going to work that way, right? But so listen to me. When you are a child of God, God will send what you need. And sometimes you need comfort. Well, he will send somebody, all right, that's saved, that has the Holy Spirit within them that will help comfort you. Now, I'll tell you what happened to me. I was, when, uh, I was uh, getting ready to get surgery. Sister Gwen was there, and, and, uh, and uh, the people were going through all of their things, and uh, she was looking at it because they were putting more needles in me than she had thought. She was saying, I ain't never seen them put that many needles in. And they couldn't. And then the one nurse couldn't find her, uh, the vein, and she was just poking around and said, I'm sorry. I said, but you don't even flinch. That's what happened. That's not the story. It keeps going on. And I'm getting ready to go in there, and, and they're getting ready to do all they get to do. And the worst thing I was worried about getting the needles, just pain. That's how I think and process, okay? So all these people come in, and they're talking to you. Now, I said, God will send somebody to comfort you. And so all at once, this lady, at the end, they're getting ready. I take me and this woman comes in, and she has that little cap on. It has little puppies in it. And she dresses pink, and she says, Mr. Fields, I'm going to be the head nurse in the operating room, and my name is Faith. True story. True story. And I said, well, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Did I not say that? I said, well, I'm good. Because faith is going in there with me. God will send somebody to comfort you. And if you are a child of God, if you're his child, he knows what you need. And he know, needs to know. And he'll bring somebody. And, and I remember when they rolled me in there, faith was there. And faith told me, Mr. Fields, I want you to take deep breaths, four deep breaths. The next thing I woke up, I'm talking to go in. Okay, you see what I'm talking about? But now, how can that be? God knew that his child needed comfort. So when his child needed comfort, he sent faith. Are you with me? 
And that calmed me down. Sister Lisa, I was good then. I was good then. I'm saying God is watching over me. And then, you know, they don't know it. You know, I'm kind of a guy that doesn't like to take uh, medication, uh, pain medication and all that stuff. I just think it's just not my gig. And so, but I got comfort from a couple members in here, husband and wife in here, that gave me a little note, sent it in the mail. I opened it up, and the letter was, you know I hate cancer, blah, 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 and you need to take the pain medicine. <laughs> so it comforted me. How did it comfort me? Say hi to comfort me, Pastor. These are some members that love their pastor. They know their pastor is one that, that talks about strength, but they needed, he needed, God touched them to put it on paper. Take that medication, punk out. You understand what I'm saying? Then I went to the doctor, and he told me the same thing. So what I'm trying to tell you is when you need comfort, God will not only, because see, some people listen like this, and they ain't hearing nothing. Well, the person that God has sent to comfort you is sitting next to you. Oh, you understand? Christians need to quit being lazy and do the work. You see, and I'm one that don't like for people to call, ask me how I'm feeling. Just had surgery. What do you mean? So, you know, my favorite word is with my hands. All right, you see? Yeah, well, we, you know, what are you going to do? The next thing you're going to do is say, I'm praying for you. Well, I hope you're praying for me. Some of the times that I need prayer, look in my eyes. Not when I'm laying in the hospital. I got plenty of people doing that. It's when I ain't in the hospital. That's right. Do you understand? So I want to know, one who strengthens and supports the mind in stress or danger. And I don't care who you are, just because you saved and you born again, you're going to have to need somebody to comfort you, strengthen you, and support your mind when stress or danger. Sometimes we try to be too much, and you will fail. And you see, so here's what we're going to talk about. Sometimes I need an advocate, and that's the Holy Spirit. I need a defender, that's the Holy Spirit. I need a helper, that's the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I need a strengthener, that's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit works through people. You see, there are some people, like, there are some people in this church, and I'll get down to that later, is the reason that you can recover quicker because they're your comforters. You see? Do you understand it? We, I think Sister Gwen talked about it, or we, somebody talked about it. Right now, the drug rate, counselor talked about it, the drug rate is high sky. Everybody, they, when you go to the doctor, the first thing they need, they do is want to put you on pill or medicate you. That's what they do now. That's, that's the whole thing now. Well, some people don't need to be medicated. They need a comforter. Do you understand? If we would come in and comfort some of these people, they wouldn't have to rely on medication. You see? We're, and there's people in here, and we're going to get to this. There are people in this church, in this church, that's been through every situation you can possibly go through. We've had people who've lost husbands. We've had people who's had cancer of all kinds, diabetes. We've had folks this here had someone commit suicide. Yes, in this church right here, sitting in here today, we have all of those folks in here. And they've been through some tough times, and they're still standing. Guess what they can be? They can be a comforter to somebody else, right? Because, look, your worst time that you went through is going to educate you to be able to comfort somebody else. Because there's no place in the Bible where it says that it's always going to be all right. I don't know where they get that at. I love to hear. Now, for me, sometimes, I, I listen to a lot of different men. Sometimes I need a pep talk, right? 
but you know, you know, and that's good. But I need somebody to tell me that I'm going to be okay. That's been through it. You see, you see. So, and and one of the things that we do when we comfort somebody, unless we have been through it, you ain't the comforter. You see, you just say, uh, if you need something, call me. You understand what I'm saying? Let's just talk about the, what, what, what I went through. You know, see, so when you say back, I make sure I tell people I ain't had back surgery. You see, it's in my spine. And I, I got tumors, tumors running in my, they're still in there, but they think they can radiate those others. Well, that's a whole different. Now, if somebody needs back surgery, I ain't gonna talk to them. But if you got cancer there, I can talk to you. You see, so you gotta talk to somebody who's been through what you've been through. Because what you've been through and you've had a victory, what you've been through, then you can help somebody else become victorious with what they're going to go through. That's why God, is, God has got you here. So where's the Holy Spirit at? Jesus says where? In, in us. So if the Holy Spirit is, is going to work through this, sometimes this, sometimes this, and sometimes he does physical type things. All right? Or we wouldn't. So, so from now on, when you sit down, I want everybody to go through. When you sit down and you go through your life, and I don't care who it has, and I'm, and you know, I'm a for real preacher up here, right? You've been molested as a child, then you have been through that, then you can talk to somebody who's been through, is going through that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need people to start talking. We need people to start talking and opening up and telling them what they've got through and how God has, you, you hear, <laughs> you hear, so he's, you've gotten through, right? And so Paul was very, very strong. And you know, Paul was a strong guy, you know, but you got to remember when Paul was knocked off that horse and he went to Ananias' house, I think it was, down on Straight Street, uh, the guy, they were scared of this dude, and the Lord said, uh, he's going to be okay because he's going to suffer many things for me. And so sometimes, listen to me very carefully, some of the things that you've gone through is to make you a minister. We need to quit this minister stuff up here. I'm a pastor. Y'all ministers. <laughs> you see, minister means to aid another. All right, so here we go. Paul is in a situation that he's going to talk about, and I'm here to tell you the good news, all right? Ain't nothing you're going to go through somebody else ain't been through. You see, if you look, open up and listen to your, some people say, well, God didn't answer my prayers. No, he answered your prayers. You just wasn't listening. You see, we don't want God to come. He come right down here and start talking to us with his voice. We'd be worse than those children. They was flying. Remember, they started running. Where's Moses? Where's Moses? They didn't want to talk to him. No, but he has God. So we, we here, I'm, I'm calling you out today. Every one of you, sure you've been through trouble. Sure, you've had circumstances and situations. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Well, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, you see, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, because Timothy had done some of the writings. Some people think that because Paul's eyes were getting dim, so Tim would write the letters for him as he spoke. Mm -hmm. And to the church of God in and, Corinth. So to the church of Christ, Chippewa North. Together with all his holy people throughout yeah. Achaia. All right, here we're talking about together with his holy people. Now listen to me here. We're going someplace with this, all right? Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I always like the way Paul says that, grace and peace to you. I want his grace. I've lived by his grace, so you know. And when you have God's grace, you have his peace. 
There's too many Christians that don't have peace. You gotta have peace. How can you be born again, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you know who God is, and you don't have peace in your life? You need to think about that. Because we're getting ready to get into the meat of the thing. Here we go. Then he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. He's the Father of what? Compassion. If he's when, so when I need compassion, he's the Father of compassion. Now, a father that some of you are fathers, if you're good fathers, if you, you, and you have compassion for your child, and your child needs something, you will direct that child and help that child get what that child needs. Am I doing all right? Because you have compassion. If you have the spirit of compassion, you want your child to be the best that they can be, right? Well, he's the father of compassion. So if he's the father of compassion, he knows that Pastor Fields is going through something, so he's going to send faith. You see what I'm saying? He's going to send faith. You understand? That's, how can that be? All of the nurses, that, I can't even comprehend that. I was in shock for a minute. I said, Faith's going in here with me. I'm good. But he's the father of compassion. And sometimes we think we're stronger than we really are. You understand what I'm saying? So God lets us know, uh-uh, you're going to need more than that going up in here. So I'm going to send faith in there with you. You see? Because you can have anxiety and stress, and the counselors will tell you, you can have anxiety and stress and not know it. You see? But God knows his child, right? So I don't know if I had uh, anxiety or stress or not, but I must have had something because he sent faith. All right, are you with me? Yes. Here we go. And also the God of all comfort. And he's the God of all comfort. He ain't got to come out of the sky and do it. He's, he has what? His people to do it. You see, isn't that something that we are branches from what? From the vine? Well, so what's the branches supposed to do? They, they get their substance in there from where? The vine. So why would you get the substance from the vine and God doesn't want to use you? The vine doesn't, the vine puts the, the branches in a position to be fruitful. So you want to be fruitful some, your fruitfulness can be your situation or your circumstance that you've been through. And I know there's people in here right now. I don't know who you are, but you're in here. Or the message wouldn't be here. The message right now. Yes, you're going through something, but you're going to be better for that something because that situation or circumstance, whatever it is, is going to cause you to be more fruitful to help somebody else. And let me tell you something. I don't know how good you do something. It's always better when somebody else does it better than you that you've helped along the way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. All right? And in verse 4, who comforts us in all our troubles. And ain't nothing on the what? The other side of all. So he comforts us in all our troubles. And sometimes, well, you know, I just don't want to tell anybody because it ain't about nothing. No, all troubles. All your troubles. All your situations and circumstances in here. I don't know what you're going through, what you've been through, but God will comfort you in all your troubles. Listen, if the Bible says God is the father of comfort and compassion and he will comfort you in all your troubles, what does that mean? That means you're going to have some troubles. You see? You're going to have some troubles, people. But I'm not going to run and fall apart because no matter what the situation is or the circumstance is, God is going to comfort me. You see? And see, let me tell you something. Some of your ears are too big. You're listening to the wrong folk. 
you need to listen to the folk God sins. You need to listen to the folk God sins. You see, because God is not going to send anybody that's going to talk you down or talk you beneath yourself. God's going to send somebody that's going to tell you, you'll be okay. He's going to send somebody to lift you up, all right? And so every one of you all in here, we, I know October will be here pretty soon, and we have the women to come up here and talk about breast cancer. I had no idea how many women in this church has had breast cancer, all right? So it would be if you are a person in this church and you've got that problem, you could come and ask me because I'll send you to, I ain't going to tell you about it, but I can say, you need to talk to so-and-so. They, they can help you, and when you talk to them, they can teach you and, and ed- educate you what you need to do to, be, to get through this thing and comfort you. And some of them walk through the whole process with you. Are y'all with me? Yeah. If you have a child that's gone nuts, and if you ain't, yeah, that's going to happen. You got one that done, done went out there, you need to talk to somebody that had one went out there. You see, because you around and be broke trying to help somebody you can't fix. You see, so sometimes comforting is, and ask me, what would I tell you? If the kid's a certain age, you've done all you can, they're on their own. That should be in comforting. See, see, so sometimes comforting is telling people this, you need to leave that alone. You've done everything you need to do. That's comforting. It ain't always, you see, sometimes comforting is leave it alone. Let it work itself out. Are you with me? Yes. He comforts us so that we can comfort those oh. in any trouble. Wait a minute. Am I reading this? Are you reading this right? Oh, he comforts us in all our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble mm-hmm. with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Go ahead on, Paul. So Paul is saying, look here. He's comforting us. Come on here. And so that we can do what? Comfort others. So that's his responsibility. And one thing in the church, we've gotten so much foolishness in the church, we ain't getting it done. We need to get it done. We, this is where, this is, this is called a pulpit. You know, somebody made this thing right up here. But in some churches, this thing is sacred. Well, this wasn't until I stepped up here. All right? It could have been, you know. You are the church. There ain't no more power standing there. You may not have pastor's wisdom, and you may not have his gift, but you have, yes, you do, you have what it takes to comfort folks. You see? You see, I'm like a traffic director. Oh, so-and-so, you got what kind of cancer? Oh, over there. Oh, so you got diabetes? Oh, no, you need to go, you need to go over there. All uh, right, you just need to pick it up and check it in, right? <laughs> you see? But that's how, that's how it works. It's in comforting. There's a comforting thing here. Uh, um, Brother Kirsten got married yesterday. He's back there on his gig, and his wife is on her gig. You see what I'm saying? We got people in here move, can't make it to church. Thought I'd throw that in for me. Yeah, you know, Okay. But he's committed and dedicated, and I'll say this because I'm proud of him. He'd done his own vows, and they worked them out, and you could see, Brother Isaac told me, you could see he's been reading that man and studying you, the kingdom, of man, the kingdom man, because that's what he wants to be, and he told her he'd be that for her. All right? And what? So it comfort, come on here, it comforted me that somebody in here is getting it. 
So that makes me work a little harder for some of these that go slow, keep going. <laughs> so here we are. We are comforters because God has comforted me. He's helped me through some troubles. So it's my job to help somebody else. Some of you, I'm telling you, look at me. You will feel better about your life if you would start comforting somebody else that's been in the same situation. Because you can't comfort nobody talking about poor me. Yeah, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor, that won't work. Are you with me? And coming from the message, it states, he comes alongside us when we go through hard times. So that means you're going to do what? You're going to go through some hard times. But guess who? God comes alongside us when we go through hard times. I'm real. You're going to go through hard times. Y'all heard your pastor say it. If you ain't went through nothing, you keep living. You're going to go through some hard times. And hey, come on here, people. The, there's some churches... We have people thinking that Satan, they've done something wrong because they're sick. That's the biggest lie ever told. That's your life. <laughs> yeah, that's your life. You're going to go through hard times. That's just how it is. But guess what? He'll comfort you. He'll be beside you. You see? Yeah, faith went in the operating room with me and made sure everybody was doing what they're supposed to be doing. You can't be no comfort, more comfortable than that. When spiritual faith was with me and physical faith was with me, I got a double portion of faith going in there. You see, he will do it. I guarantee you he will do it. And you're sitting in here, more than one in here has needed this message this morning. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Satan ain't after you. Quit listening to people. Well, you must have sinned. Did Job sin? No. The Bible says he was an upright man. Did he suffer? All right. So quit listening to that foolishness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it says, and before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times. Whoa. Then he's going to bring us along somebody else who's went through hard times. Mm -hmm. Because I know the Lord. I need somebody to walk with me when I'm going through hard times. Do you understand? God will send somebody, I love this version, will send somebody to walk your journey with you. He won't leave you by yourself. So we've always been preached that what God will leave you by yourself, that that's a spiritual thing. But I need somebody in the flesh to be walking with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, there's a thing in it for you all that know that to death do us part. Married folks, to death do us part. For rich or poor. Well, what's what's the other one? And sickness and health, y'all know something? You're going to get sick. You don't get out of this alive. <laughs> you see? But he will send somebody. You need to get the right somebody. But he'll send somebody, then he'll get friends. Have you got friends? Good, strong friends? The good, strong friends will walk with you through your journey. You see? It's inexcusable, so I'm calling you out. If anybody gets sick in here, don't be ashamed. Call pastor. He'll tell you who in this congregation has been victorious through the same thing you got. He'll do that. Yeah. And he ain't going to say, well, I'll pray for you this. And I'm, after I get through, I said, no, this is who you need to call. I'll call her and tell her that I said that you were going to call her. You see? Because I'm not the one that's chose to walk with you. 
somebody out here. All right? And also so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. So we got we going to be there for people. Look, y'all are here for each other. The reason, and Pastor Fields always said, do not get by yourself. You don't get by yourself. Get with somebody who will walk beside you. God walks with me. He brought people with me. I'm able to walk with somebody else. See, so it is the church's duty to take care of one another. You understand what I'm saying? See, there shouldn't be anybody in here hungry. You don't pray to God, say, if you're hungry in here and ain't got no food, you're in here right now. Who are you praying for? You don't pray, you call me. You don't need no prayer, call me. Guess what? Because it's my responsibility to make sure you get fed. And if I don't have it, somebody in here got it. Do you see? You see? I can uh, keep going. I'm back. Yes. All right. All right. See, the worst thing that ever happened in this church and the, the greatest thing that ever happened in this church is the God to take me 26 years through all the surgery and all this kind of stuff because I don't play with it. It's real. This Bible is real. I trust every word in it, and I stand on it, and I'm standing on it now. You see? You see? People don't feel sorry for me. He's letting my light shine. He let my light shine. Said, no, I'm going to use you as a vessel that you can encourage and strengthen and be, have compassion with other people. And he's got some of you all out here that can do the same thing. Quit hiding. Come on out with it. All right. Come on. We hide too much. You know, this thing that the African Americans, we the worst at it. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Ain't no secrets. Go talk to somebody. And if you don't know who to talk to, God will send you to somebody who can direct you to the person you need to talk to. All right. I once was blind, but now I see. So if you're blind and sin, you come to me. I tell you, I once was blind, but now I see. Y'all, y'all with me? Yeah, some folks want to walk around here and talk about like they've been saved all their life. No, talk about where you came from. I'll say the mud hole, because you know what I want to say. I'll say the mud hole you came from. Thank you. Are you with me? Yes. All right. He continues to write in verse 5, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And I'll tell you that. Where it's at. Mm -hmm. I didn't know my 30 minutes, but I'm finishing this today because I just feel good about it. All right. All right. I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Let's keep going. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if Paul can be distressed, the greatest Christian, it ought to comfort us because ain't none of us been through what he went through. All right. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings. And we so I'm here. God will help. He'll, he'll bless you. Yay, well, I'm here. I can show you. You see me. This young lady here has testified her testimony as a cutter. She's testified in front of the church, so don't be getting all up there. You know, there's plenty of, you don't know if your kids got it. But she's testified it. She's testified it, you see. There ain't nothing in here that somebody ain't been through what you've been through. 
find them. And if you can't find them, call me. I'll lead you to them, all right? All right. In verse 7, and our hope for you is firm. And my hope, this is me talking to you now. My hope for you is firm, unshakable. And what? Unshaken. And unshaken. You're unshakable and unshaken. You're going to the doctor. They're telling you that you have a condition. Good as use cancer, so it's easy. Okay. You're going to be unshaken because you know somebody in the church that's been through it and been victorious through it. And they've testified about it. And they'll walk with you through that. That's how God works. He works through people. I want you to be firm, unshaken, and unshakable. Because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also you share in our comfort. Just guess what? I can comfort Jack, and then Jack can comfort Bill, and it keeps going on and on. And we all share in the comfort. All right? We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced now, in the province of Asia. I love this. Paul, because sometimes, you remember this twice I've told y'all my spirit was broken. And I'm going through pain twice. The first time, 27 years ago. And I said, I could not live like this. You see, and, that, and my family was really nervous because they, they know that this guy here just keeps moving and moving. And not too long ago, that pain was getting to me. It's good for me. Because I can say this. Guess what? Go ahead, read, please. We were under great pressure. Been there. Far beyond our ability to endure. For it was when that pain was, bone cancer is one of the worst pains you can have. Look it up on the internet when you get home. That pain was something. So that we. I said, when a person says, it says, I just despaired life. Mm -hmm. When a person says, I can't live like this, you know what they're saying? Mm -hmm. I'd rather die than go through this. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Mm -hmm. Paul said he went through it. Right. Him and the guys are with him. So I'm telling you, you may go through something. And that pain may hit you so bad and you, it'll break your spirit. And you're going to say, I can't go through this. And it can be emotional. You see? Mm -hmm. But you need a comforter. Mm -hmm. Need a comforter. Yeah. This is the scripture, not me just making this up. Keep going, please. And then the Passion says, brothers and sisters, you need to know about the severe trials we experienced while we were in Western Turkey. Hey, Paul's saying we experienced some trials. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you all something. You are going to experience trials and tribulations. Amen. Prosperity sermons are good. But they ain't going to comfort you when you lay in them hospital beds and them doctors give you all that news or you get that one that, and I say telephone, they don't have telephones in there. When you get that cell phone call. You see? All of the hardships we passed through crushed us. It crushed us. This is Paul talking. Sometimes in life, you may go through something that'll crush you. And there's some people in here to tell you, you get a, you get a call. You lost a child. You get a call, you lost a spouse. You get a call that you, we need you to get back to the doctor's office. You got, you got stage four. Mm -hmm. It'll crush you. 
All right, but keep going. Yes, and he says, crushed us beyond our ability to endure. And it'll make you get on your knees and cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. But what? Then he says, we were so completely overwhelmed that we were about to give up entirely. There's been some times that it could happen. Some of you know people have done it. It was too much for them. They couldn't handle it. And they commit suicide. You know what's the shame of it? That they've done it. But you know what's another shame? Maybe somebody was there for them and they refused to go and get comfort. Because sometimes you got to go. He ain't going to drag you. He'll, he'll tell you, you don't drag you. All right. And in verse 9, indeed we felt we had received the sentence of death. Huh? But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Well, said I'm, he was a good preacher. He went through a lot of stuff, but he had to go through something and said, uh-huh. You limited in your power, son. Trust God. Trust him. Trust God. So sometimes God has to put some of us egomaniacs in a situation where we don't trust our physical fitness. And say, okay, you're getting, you're getting, you, my mama used to say, you're getting too big for your pants now, son. They'd flick some pain on you in them days. But, so sometimes you have to go through something to let you know you can't handle this without God. All right. And again from the message, we felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. The, I've told you all here, the best thing that ever happened to me was cancer, and people don't get it, but now you get it. It's the best thing that happened to me because I relied on God. And then pretty soon, you're going to come in down here. I relied on God. You see? Sister Gwen loved me. Isaac took us there. and He went parked the car. He was there. Sister Gwen loved But when they roll you in there, unless you got faith, you by yourself. (laughs) You understand what I'm talking about? You got to trust him. Somebody this morning needs to hear what I'm saying. You got to trust him because I know you're there because this message is for somebody going through, and the bad part about it is for some folks that's going to go through. Then he says, instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it. And what? And wit? (laughs) Our wits. Yeah, old smart Johnny Fields. Physically fit Johnny Fields with his bad self. You with me? Huh. That pain didn't care nothing about Johnny Fields with his bad self. Mm-hmm. And pain said, I'll show you bad. Mm-hmm. But it took the power of God in my life and the people God put in my life to be able to make it through it. Mm-hmm. Some of you sitting in here, I know you're praying. I'm going to get to you here in a minute. Mm-hmm. All right? And then he says, we were forced to trust God totally. (laughs) Yeah. Not a bad idea, since he's the God who raises the dead. Not a bad idea, is it? (laughs) 
All right, here we go. And in verse 10, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. It doesn't matter. 27 years, still standing until he says it's over. No matter what happens, he will keep delivering me, and he'll do the same thing for you. You see, you, it may happen again because some of you are dealing with cancer in here and that stuff. If you go again, he delivers you again until right. he says it's over. Yeah. That's right. All right? On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And I know and believe in my heart that God will keep delivering me over and over again until he says it's the end. Here we go. And then in verse 11, he states, and as you help us by your prayers. Wait a minute. I told you I was going to get you in there, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Do y'all believe in God? Some of you believe in God in here, right? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Maybe it was your prayers that God sent faith. Amen. Come on here. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in the answer to the prayers of many. Y'all been praying for me? Amen. May not have been my prayers. You see, Sister Lynn prayed Sunday for her pastor. I started to think I was running. It'll be somebody else's prayers. Don't get by yourself. Maybe somebody else's prayers. The prayers of the prayers of the saints. Yes. That's right. You see, don't thank you all that. He may not even be hearing me, but he's hearing somebody. And I'm grateful for those that were praying. And some of you all I've prayed for. And I'm grateful that God put me in a position to have compassion to pray. Because I've been there, done that. Yes. Last one? From the passion, as you labor together with us through prayer. And I want you to labor together with me through prayers, not only for me, but for others. That's right. Go ahead. Because there are so many interceding for us. This, there are a lot of people interceding for me. Mm -hmm. They'll do that for you. They can't do it for you if you keep it a secret. That's why pastor lets you know when something's going on with him. Because I want you praying for me. Don't keep it a secret. You got something wrong, tell somebody. Well, I don't want to trust anybody. That's ignorant. Billions of people on the face of earth, and you're the only trustworthy person. That's ignorant. No, you don't trust the folk you're around. Because you put the wrong folks in your life, and you're in the wrong environment. But God will send comforters to you. You may not even know them very well. Setting up in here, but they will comfort you. All right? I'm about ready to quit. Again, our deliverance will cause even more people to give thanks to God. And more, more of you giving thanks. Are y'all thanking God this morning? You get to see Pastor? Yes. Amen. Yeah. So some of you in here that's been praying ought to say, thank you, Jesus, for delivering Pastor. Because of your prayers. Amen. You see, I'm standing here walking on somebody's prayers up in here. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm not standing here because I'm pastor. You can, you can get one of them things on the internet now. Yeah. 
I'm standing here because of the love of the body of Christ. And you see what I'm saying? And the people who have faith in Christ were praying, right? Were praying. Y'all's prayers were so powerful that God said, wait a minute. It's not enough for him just to believe in the faith of the people. I'm going to send faith in there to tell him you're going to be okay because I'm going in there with you. All right. And lastly, he says, what a gracious gift of mercy surrounds us because of your prayers. What a, mercy, you can't see it, but mercy's all around me because of your prayers. And the same thing that he does for me, he'll do it for you. Amen. You see, we want to be a praying church over here. Isn't that right? We want to be a comforting church over here. So we don't hide our sicknesses over here. We ain't keeping it in the family over here. Right? Right? I don't need anybody. Don't call me up and ask me how I'm feeling. Because I'm going to ask how you praying. Because if you're praying right, I'm feeling right. You know what I'm saying? You with me? Am I done? I have oh, I need something else to do on here. <laughs> right. You understand what I'm saying? Did you get the message? All right.